0: Welcome back to another episode of Ben Shun Talks Shit and this next guest I'm just so elated to have here my friend and constant inspiration Cassie Rose Sinclair who I don't remember when we met exactly but it was a couple years ago and You just were such a breath of fresh air and such an inspiration. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. For those who don't know Cassie, Cassie is a Los Angeles native and is the founder of Palo Studios, which was founded in 2017. Palo Studios is a multi-division creative studio, wholesale showroom, physical space, and an in-house brand. And I love to just pass the torch over to you to tell me a little bit about yourself. That's the one-on-one intro, but for anybody who's new to you and to what you're up to, which that was just the like one very one one basics, you are such a magical human being on so many different levels. So do you, would you just share with our listeners who you are and what you're about and what you're up to?
1: Well, for one, you were literally born to have a podcast that was incredible to watch
0: <laughs> <laughs> and listen to Cassie was one of the original, Rachel, our friend Rachel Saunders and Cassie were the two people that pushed me to do the podcast. So it's just so funny to actually be here and actually be doing it. So I had to like put my extra podcast voice on. Welcome to Bench. I was, I was being, I was on the, what is it? Your, my ass was on the line right now.
1: <laughs> Hearing that, I just thought, how has she not been doing this her whole life? I mean, this is, <laughs> this is amazing.
0: Talk about resistance.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, a little bit about me. I love what you said because I do feel like my business has been something that evolves constantly. And hearing you list off all the different things we do is so fun because I used to have such a pain point with the idea of being someone who does a lot of different things. You're told to stay in your lane, know your identity, do those sort of things. And so as a reflector in human design. I've really stepped into my power as someone who changes constantly. So I see myself as the founder and creative director of the business, but I've done a lot of work in stepping away and allowing the business to be its own entity. Mm -hmm. Sort of reclaiming a little bit more personal identity. Mm -hmm. So I'm in my artist era. I'm exploring what that looks like. Yeah. So for the business, I this is for like for anyone who doesn't know us.
0: Yeah. I mean, I love what you saw what you just said about letting your business have its own identity, which I think is such a huge thing, especially for entrepreneurs. And you know, I think for those who don't know, Cassie has, we've done collaborations in various different ways. And Cassie has, we've worked together on our retreats, remember the sweats that we did. And so the products and the ways that we've, you know, we've been a guest teacher on Vention, talking about business, on money and spirituality. And I think what has really inspired me is really seeing you wear all those hats so well and seeing you do so many different things that I love seeing this new iteration of you, which is kind of like, okay, the business has gained enough momentum now. And now it has its own identity. And now I'm in my artist' era. And for those who kind of don't understand that concept, that was something that I've seen quite a quite a few people do. It's like in the beginning, you have to like put so much energy into making the bringing the business to life. It's like, feeding it constantly, feeding it constantly. Or the analogy could also be like, you're pushing the boulder up the hill and that eventually it builds enough momentum that it just starts rolling. And so can you just talk a little bit about what this transition is for you? Like, what does it mean to kind of give more trust into your business as its own entity and you exploring an artist era?
1: I love the metaphor of the boulder and now letting it roll because I think in the space that we've been in with business the past several years, we see, quote unquote, stepping away as someone saying, I don't care about my business anymore. It doesn't serve me. It's toxic. I want to sell it. And I actually don't feel like that in any way. It's more that I'm honoring my business. I'm trusting it. And I'm no longer having to control it to move in a way that I thought it had to be. So I've returned to the ethos of my business, which was to empower people, women, in the fashion space and other creative areas to work towards a better world. Fashion, photo shoots, creativity, all of those sort of things don't have to be outside of ethics, integrity. And so there's this world that I wanted to create where aesthetics and beauty and being a steward of the earth and taking care of our fellow people, that was all intertwined. And Mm -hmm. I feel like now that vision is seen so clearly through all the different aspects. For example, in the Wholesale Showroom, we are representing emerging brands who are focused on sustainability in their production. So their goal is to create a less toxic world, to create things that are timeless, that stay in people's closets a really long time, that add beauty to the world, that empower people to feel beautiful. And in my own collection... We've really made sure that the campaigns and the photo shoots that showcase our brand are really rooted in also exploring our connection with nature, our connection with self. And there's a really delicate balance between leveraging spirituality to get what you want and rather infusing it authentically into everything you do so that it shines and radiates and connects to people. I had a reader once tell me that I could go completely offline and my people would still find me. That if I never posted on Instagram again, if I didn't have a website, I would find a way to create prosperity and connect with my audience who I was meant to. And that really stuck with me because we are in a time where people think I have to post X amount of times a day. I have to X, Mm -hmm. Y, Z. And so that brings me back to this new flow with my business where if something excites me and surprises me, I'm interested in the mystery and I'm going to follow that and see where it goes. I'm not so stuck to the old ideas of how my business had to be in order to feel successful, which might be the size of the office you have, the number of employees Mm -hmm. you have. There's Uh a really cool balance of how can my business exist in a way that complements the lifestyle I want to live as my personal identity as a human being? And then how can I allow the business to evolve and grow and reach people and do what it's meant to do and create change in the world when I'm not operating from a place of fear of this has to produce XYZ amount. It's a very intuitive business model and it also is people first. Mm -hmm. It wants people to have an amazing experience with it. It wants to create community where people can work somewhere that cares about their needs. It's a very conscious, collective, sort of all feeding off of itself. And... I think that's the direction things
0: are going. Yeah. So we've known each other for a little while and we've had so many conversations that have been kind of just female business owners trying to figure out how to run a business while also being kind and also having integrity and also wanting to build community and, not wanting to operate in ways that probably don't work for us, but also don't work for a lot of people anymore. Like being like, I'm the boss, I do do what I say. You know, you've always inspired me. You've always led by example, especially in your business and in your life and how you run things on social media, just tying into social media, because we just talked about what you just mentioned about posting, not posting, which I want to dive into in a second. But What inspired you to do that? You know, how to building a team, building a community, building a business that is spiritual in and of itself. How you do everything, how you do anything is how you do everything. And I love that you have a very successful business and you're also tuning into what do I actually want? What do I need? What does my business really Want to look like, especially in a time where there's so much information coming at us that's like, grow, expand, build, sell, buy, do this. It can feel really challenging to stay in tune with actually, no, this is the number of employees I want to have. This is the space I want to work out of. This is the number of pieces I want to have in my collection. So, were you always in tune with that? Or has it been a process over the years that you've developed and fine tuned?
1: It's been an absolute process to get to the place where I trust this much and I have an easeful flow. And that might not be forever. And I'm also totally willing to experience that too. That's the space that I'm in right now, which is so cool for me. And what's interesting about that is I put in a lot of work to get there, but not the typical hustle that you would think. There's been years of hustle. There's been years where I worked sun up till sundown, where... I'm crying and I've had the stereotypical founder experience. And in those first couple years, I really indulged in that. And it was of the times. It was something I needed to go through so I would understand when other people were going through it. So I could tell them
0: it doesn't have to be this way. My favorite is messages from Cassie at like 4 a.m. She'd be like... <laughs> I mean, other spreadsheet, I was couldn't sleep. So I figured it all out and we're good to go now. And I was like, this woman is super woman. I mean, we, she would get up at like 4 a.m. And uh, what did you say? Your moon is Virgo, You have a Virgo moon. Yeah. So Virgo yeah. moon loves a spreadsheet, you know, and she would wake up and do her meditations and do the, you know, and I was just like, that is, you know, but I love that what you're talking about is that you have done all different iterations of how to do this, you know? Okay, so keep going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My spiritual journey, as we've talked about in the workshops with invention and in our personal space, it really started when I was about 25, which is interesting because in Chinese medicine and face reading, I just had a face reading recently. And she told me this, that from zero to 25, you actually, they say, wear the face of your parents. And then Mm. 25 to 50, you Uh create your own face. And from 50 onwards, you get the face you deserve, which is up for interpretation, how people feel about that. But that's why there's some older people who look so
0: young. That was just what I thought of. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, wow, you really do see the difference in some people. Absolutely. So
1: I do feel like when I took on my own face in a way, when I was 25 and started my spiritual journey, there was a lot of pushing on my end. There was a lot of work. There was a lot of ritual. There was a lot of forced focus. And I could not be where I am now without that. But the beauty of all of that work is now I'm at a place where there is more stillness. There is more trust. And the work has just paid off. I really have seen time and time again, how the universe supports me and it wants me to succeed. And as you always say, it's this or something better. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I incorporated the concept of rejection as protection and all of those sort of things, I feel like when anything happens and it doesn't go quote unquote my way, I now say to myself, oh my God, you were thinking so small. Imagine how much bigger and better this is going to be than what you were planning. And that mentality Uh has just tenfolded my business in the way of less work, more payout, less people and less stress, more fun things to do, less things that feel like chores, more things that feel like fun and playing community and connection. And that's Uh really what I wanted to achieve. But I think through my spiritual journey, I really learned that at the core of it all my only job on this earth is to stay open to my connection to source so i can receive information and then to share that with the world uh-huh. some people may then say okay well you know go with greenpeace and you know go build houses and <laughs> that sort of thing and i've had my share of beautiful community service events and projects and trips and it's so fun to get your hands in the community but the universe did hand me a role in fashion. It did hand me a role Uh in this creative space. And I really believe that I can do the work that I was meant to come here to do through that vessel. And Uh I think that's what's so cool is that every single one of us, if anyone feels called to help other people, you don't have to put down what you're doing and walk away unless it doesn't serve you. But if it's playful for you, you enjoy it, you feel passionate about it, that's the world we live in now is that they can intertwine. We have access to a global community through social media, through the internet, and we can change people's lives in the blink of an eye by just leading by example of everything that they can achieve, everything they can do. And then there's of course many more tactile ways to do that. And I think it's been more recent that this has been revealed to me, but it I can see the thread now from personal development, connecting with source in my own way, creating my own spiritual cocktail of how I'm going to create stillness every day to receive that information. And then realizing every single thing I do every day can be done with intention mindfulness, integrity for my own ease and flow but also to create a better world for other people
0: it sounds like you had your a come to moment which may be one of many you know that are still to come where you were like I can do this differently this can be different I don't have to, push so hard to be successful? Was there a moment, maybe it was a challenge or something happened that was kind of like a wake-up call, Where you were like, Cassie, this can't be the way anymore? Or was there something that defined that or anything that you can think of?
1: There's a lot of different times throughout my career where I was reassured that things were unfolding as they mm-hmm. should. One of the more profound moments was when I joined Vention. I joined in an October month and That December, I felt already empowered enough to let go of any toxic clients who were inhibiting the life I wanted to live, who were invalidating my employees and were not creating an ideal situation within my business. And that was the first time I had ever made a proclamation to clean out that space in my business and make room for better clients. And... Come January, I'm shaking in my boots. Like I need to make money. I have to pay bills. The bank accounts are dwindling. What do I do? And I just sat and I meditated. I meditated the whole month of January with Benson, With You. And that was the first time I ever surrendered that way because Cassie before would have done the 4am spreadsheets, would have sent out the 100 emails, would have done all the things. I'm a very proactive person And so in that month that I just sat, I received one of the biggest projects to date that I've ever done, which was one of my favorite photo shoots I've ever done with an incredibly large client who trusted me. And not only was it a huge project, they told me to use my own creative vision And I don't know if you remember the story, but it was when Nordstrom had reached out to me and said, here's a budget for Mm -hmm. a shoot. And it's a collaboration with Nike. And we want you to creative direct the shoot. We want you to also put your brand in it and your showroom brands. We want to do a sustainability edit with the showroom. And it had come at a time when I was shaky about having all my different divisions because people said that I was doing too much, which is always your sign that Mm -hmm. you're not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when people are saying mm-hmm. you're doing too much, that usually means keep do- keep going. Like mm-hmm. If you're too much for them, find different people. Yeah, it was just shocking. There was so much validation. There was so much fun. I then was able to hire people in my community who I admired or were friends and that I loved and create this beautiful project. And that made me realize you don't always have to do all the busy work to prove to yourself that you deserve something. When this opportunity came, we do have to acknowledge that I had a successful studio at that point. I had successfully creative directed tons of photo shoots. I had previously worked at another showroom where I was an expert at what I was doing. So I think it's really important to point out that I didn't go to sleep, wake up, think that I wanted something and it just magically fell into my lap. Like I had the container built to support it. Mm -hmm. But once I did all of that, I didn't need to do the busy work for it to come to fruition. I could just create some space for it to come through. And that was one of my biggest moments of creating trust. And I think now I more so see that in small synchronicities and little messages from the universe on almost a daily basis where... I almost feel like there's just a little sparkle following me around. And I kind of just feel things out. Like if I hit a wall, I do a check-in. Okay, am I hitting resistance because I'm afraid of something or is that just not the way? And it's taken you know, 10 years of my spiritual practice to get really good with my gut that way. And I still trip sometimes, but it's all on the path. Like that's what's meant to happen. So I'm just not discouraged anymore because I've seen time Mm -hmm. and time again how you laugh and look back and go, oh, I get it
0: now. Yeah. Cassie is one of the most successful business owners I know and also the most energetically inspired and driven business owners I know. So when you were jumping into this moment of trust and, and not trust and starting to make these changes in your business, how long did it really take for you to sort of step into this new version of you, which I know is constantly changing and evolving and I'm sure some months you're like, I trust everything. And some months it's kind of like, what's happening? Trust where to go.
1: Even as I was finishing those statements, I had the intuition of, okay, that these are a lot of lofty ideas. These are big abstract things. Let's create a roadmap and kind of break this down into more digestible action oriented items Mm -hmm. Um, because that's how my brain works. It's like, okay, I get this amazing download. This is my intuition. Mm -hmm. Where do you go from there? and so i think the timeline of everything that i've gone through is really important of a lot of self discovery being unsure reaching out for help and tools working with teachers working with gurus and being open to learning just being a student of life and not expecting everything to come right now and as you gain those tools and put them in your tool belt and you get more familiar with them they become part of your craft and you become better at using them and if I'm honest with myself, the past couple of years were actually really challenging in a lot of ways because I became, I had to become really precious with myself. I had to put up a lot of boundaries and I had to get really disciplined. And I think discipline is something that can be challenging for a lot of people, but I looked at it in a devotional way. I said, I want to be so devoted to myself and this future vision of myself that I see And I'm trusting that in the span of my life, if it takes me six months, a year, two years to get to that place, it's okay. I have so much time. And I think Mm -hmm. as a society, we're so conditioned for instant gratification that we say, you know, I've done my meditations for three weeks. Why don't I have a million dollars? And so I had to really let that go. And I had about two years where I meditated every single morning. I ate clean. I did all the things that I needed for my health and wellness. I made sure that I had a bedtime routine, a morning routine, that I got 8 to 9 hours of sleep every night. I went to bed at the same time. Like there are times when it was someone's birthday and I had to, you know, bend my rules a little bit, but it was really intense. But the joy on the other side of that is now I'm I'm in a place where I feel so fluid and flowy. I have so much capacity. My cup is so full that I can be there for other people Mm -hmm. and it doesn't affect me in the way that it used to when I was maybe struggling with my energetic boundaries or with not feeling good about myself. It's interesting because even now I can change my bedtime routine or my morning routine every day and still feel fully energetic. And it just took that time to refuel and fill up my cup. And I think a lot of people probably felt that way after the pandemic. So it might have been a global collective thing and an age thing. I mean, I'm 33 now. So on the other side of 30, it's just so much easier to not care what other people think and to really take time to be with yourself. So there are some locks that you don't get the key to until later. And that's okay.
0: One of the things I loved about you is when we would text, you'd be like, I did this thing, or I met this person, I had a session with this, and you were so open to trying new things. So is there anything that's exciting you most right now?
1: My spiritual practice comes in many forms, and I think that's really important, actually, because I like when everything checks itself. I don't want to be too deep into anything, because then it becomes dogmatic and less about my intuition and my connection to source. And so it's really important to me to have... A variety of things in my tool belt. And I'm willing to try pretty much anything. But I do think there are things I go to time and time again. A really beautiful resource for me, and thank you for offering this to the world is Benchin, mm-hmm. is absolutely such a powerful force to create space for yourself on a daily basis in a community of people whose vibrations are supporting you towards your goals. Uh There just is nothing like that to be able to every single day, aside time for yourself, whether or not you're doing meditations or Kundalini or journaling in that, just to say this, Uh these five minutes are for myself. So then you're going the extra step to journal, to be on a frequency of gratitude, to call in what you want with intention through meditation, to spend that 30 minutes, 60 minutes. That's really powerful. So Benchin is absolutely one of the tools in my tool belt. Another tool I love is To be Magnetic, uh-huh. which is launched by Lacey Phillips. And that's really a great place to start if you have not already done inner child work. If you haven't confronted those things in your past that may be keeping you from being in present time. Uh-huh. Because how do you know what your current self wants if you're still healing from the past? And Mm -hmm. I think it's really important, though, to potentially go through that with a professional, like with a therapist, if you're someone who hasn't done that work before. To be magnetic was really pivotal for me because I had done talk therapy since I was 13. In my 20s, I feel like I was the therapist for them, you know, so I've done a lot of therapy which is incredible. I worked through a ton of trauma that had happened in my life, which all happened to provide me a perspective that I can relate to so many different people. And Uh I know that you can grow from it and you can Uh overcome it. And the resilient version of yourself on the other side of horrible things is the most beautiful radiant being Uh you've ever probably can't even imagine. Uh So being able to experience that growth. And then I also did hypnotherapy, which was incredible. And hypnotherapy is actually what was able to allow me to be so receptive to to be magnetic, because her deep imaginings, she calls them and the different listenings that you do in that really are a form of hypnotherapy, that Mm -hmm. binaural beats and other things like that. So those are all really powerful. So I think if anyone is interested in self-help, getting a therapist to talk to so you can sort out and figure out what are these things in my life that are holding me back or that I'm afraid of, or even if it's from a past life. And then hypnotherapy is an incredible way to up-level that and get into the subconscious. I mean, we have an operating system Uh that is running, whether we like it or not, and we have to access it somehow. Uh And once you're really in tune with those, something like benching is just... Like a Ferrari, you just hit the gas running. But I think anyone who's doing benching or to be magnetic and not seeing immediate results, it's what are you not looking at? Because like uh-huh. now, I have the reflex of anytime I hit a challenge, I go, This is interesting. What is this about? Uh-huh. And I just take a hundred percent responsibility. I mean, uh-huh. if all anyone does today is just confront life and take a hundred percent responsibility. It's, I mean, magic will just happen on the other side.
0: 100%. Yeah.
1: So at its simplest form, meditation, which is just creating stillness so that you can hear beyond the noise of the everyday, Mm -hmm. is so powerful and it's free. Just sit and be quiet. That's all you have to do. And then all of these amazing tools on top of it, every time you invest in it, you get it back tenfold. So I just, the spiritual journey for me is this beautiful interwoven aspect of self-help, of sort of playing with the physical universe coming to earth as a spiritual being is like I bought a ticket to Vegas like we came here to have fun and I forget that because I get very serious and I take things yeah. seriously yeah. but that's what the go-around is all about like we didn't come to earth not to have a good time that's why we're here so
0: 100% so we
1: have to remember that but yeah I think there's Something that I did recently that was really fun was the face reading that I told you about, which had a little Mm. bit of numerology and just in a time where we're really focused on looking at our face through social media, how fun for me to dive in for two hours and just love on my face and see. She said I have money bags right here. You have what? Money bags on my face. Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) There are just so many things that she said about my face that... I was like, oh my God, I have a crush on myself. And that energy, I mean, what you can do with that is so powerful. So just reclaiming a love for yourself, creating time and space and quietness to discover things, saying yes to opportunities, saying no when you need to, like that in itself is extremely magnetic. I mean, I feel like I need another hour to really break down all the the self-help things, but I hope that sort of breakdown of hypnotherapy talk therapy, to be magnetic, Benchin. Also, I love listening to Ram Dass Dharma mm-hmm. talks. The, I listen to that mm-hmm. every morning when I go on my morning walk. A morning walk with, where you're intaking the sounds of nature or a really powerful, strong message can have the same effect as sitting and doing a meditation. So you really can make it your own,
0: which I think is really cool. I was doing that for a while. I was getting up in the morning and listening to esther hicks mm-hmm. which i love esther hicks they deleted that podcast in infinite intelligence which was my daily dose of esther or there's another there's a couple podcasts i love like motivational speakers and there was a podcast called motivate which it would be like 10 minute episodes they would just you know deep dive into hardcore motivational and I would just get download of information, I'm just taking a little walk and receiving.
1: Like there's so many tools that are free to us that we can do to set ourselves on the right path. A lot of people, when they come to me mm. and say, I'm in a chaotic place. I don't know what to do. I'm so upset about life. Like, where do I start? You'll be surprised. None of them that are in that place had sat down and wrote a list. Well, have you sat down and wrote a list of what you're upset about, what you're happy with? and what you want mm-hmm. and it's like oh that's it that's all you have to do to start then you start organizing it and you compartmentalize i guess because of my virgo moon, i'm i'm immediately like let's do the list but that mm-hmm. sometimes doesn't even cross people's minds yeah and you just get it all out there you start going okay the things that i'm not happy with are they that big of a deal if they are how can i work on them mm-hmm. the Things that i'm grateful for how can i love on them more get mm-hmm. into that see the joe Dispenza vibe because mm-hmm. your radio tower what you put out is what you're going to get back in that way Mm -hmm. and then the last part what I want okay well great how are we gonna get
0: there Bob there's like Bob Proctor said something that's really just been affecting me so deeply which is he said if you want to see what you're thinking about on a daily basis look at the results you're getting Mm -hmm. you know and that result doesn't mean like getting an A on your test result is like if you were manifesting the same person again and again different body if you're working every day but feel like you can't catch up if you're you know all all these things or like if you're attracting clients that aren't the right fit you know it's, this is why I love. We're actually doing a month on the subconscious mind this month. at Ben Shannon, inspired by this book, The Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy, which is one of my favorite books. Have you read this book? Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorite books, and he just gives so many resources. But I think that there there's so many, like you said, so many different tools that you can use to access your subconscious mind and look at the thoughts that you're thinking. What are the results you're getting? He also gave an exercise that I love about what you just said about the list. But he said, whatever you're having a problem in life write it down on a note card. Like he said, sit at a table and write it down on a note card, like a dining table. And you sit at the head of it and you write it down. And he said, physically get up and remove yourself to the other side of the table and look at it objectively and give yourself the advice that you would give a friend. And I loved that because it's similar to like what you said about, sometimes you just don't think about writing it down. And when you write it down, sometimes you just get so much clarity about oh, this thing, I can do X, Y, and Z about it. This thing, I can do this about it. This actually, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just freaking out about it because I'm choosing to freak out about it or whatever it is. So I love that that's such a great resource. We have just a few uh, minutes left. So I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for all. I would love to have you for a five-hour episode. I feel like Cassie is such a... Deep dive resource into I feel like you need a podcast. We need a podcast, Cassie Podcast, where she shares all of her spiritual um experiences in business. You know, one of the things that you really inspired me and helped me with, by the way, just to share with our listeners that Cassie was one of the people that I remember in January of 2022, you really inspired me and helped me get my money together. And that was such a powerful change for me where it was similar to like what you said, we wrote, you know, we sat down and it was like, what's not working? What's working? What can I be grateful for? And what do I want? And that month I put myself through Ben Chun and I really did the work. And by the end of the month, I was on the way to a completely new financial reality for myself and since then, taxes don't scare me anymore, which is fabulous, you know, and just kind of getting so many things in place. And it can really just be that simple. Like, what is it that you want? What's not working? And where are you going to go? How are we going to get there? So um, as we round out our episode, is there any last thoughts that you want to share with anyone or anything that you want to leave our listeners with?
1: Well, one, can we have a whole episode on finances together?
0: I would literally... Live for that.
1: Let's do that.
0: I'm going to text you after this and schedule it because it's so tough when you do these podcast episodes with people that inspire you because they inspire you for so many different reasons. But I'd love to do that because you have inspired me with money and getting me to be not afraid of money and using money as a superpower and developing a healthy relationship to money. And something that I have been personally trying to do is literally learn the language of money as if I'm learning French or learning Spanish or learning Russian, you know, or whatever it is, I'm trying to learn the language of money. And with that I'm trying to learn as much as I can about it from the energetics, from the physical, from all the different ways. So I would love if you would do a podcast on money. So we're gonna get that teed up and I would be that would be a dream. So thank you.
1: I mean, if you think about it, you and I have literally broke the generational trauma of the Jewish people of not being able to have money. There was a time Mm -hmm. literally our ancestors were not allowed to have money. They didn't have ways. Make money. Mm -hmm. So, not only was it in our ancestry the scarcity mindset, but being self made and not having guidance from Mm -hmm. school or the way that our society works on what we should do with money. I just think it would be so powerful to share all the tools we've amassed and the resources we've gained so that we can share a sort of a concise guide with people because the first step is confronting. Nobody wants to live it.
0: A hundred percent. We're going to do that. I mean, like, this is so neat and I appreciate you reflecting that. I think that some people have different views or perspectives on maybe my background or your background or how we got to where we are. And my mother... Her parents left her when she was 13 and her father gave her 20 bucks, you know, and my dad immigrated from Ukraine with his family and they had to start over and my dad never finished high school or college because he was translating in the bakery for my grandparents and he, I need to look at his human design, he has to be a manifestant generator doing 5 million different things. He was a shoe, he had a shoe business, a taxi business, a Russian nightclub, like the whole thing, you know, and now he's doing good for himself, but... It was all learned like through himself. So, you know, I think you and I are really paving the the way for not just ourselves, but for our future generations, our children, inspiring people around us that come from scarcity mindset, scarcity background, creating a life of abundance. It's 333, creating a life of abundance and also doing it our own way too, you know?
1: I love it. Okay. Well, so my, my last words on this podcast It's really important to me that people don't feel they have to be perfect. There is so much beauty in just figuring it out. And
0: Mm. even
1: when I spoke of that really intense time where I had to devote myself to honoring what I needed for my health and my sanity, there was no perfection in that. It wasn't those TikToks you see where someone does the green juice and the powders and the perfect Pilates workout in the perfect outfit... And does the, you know, I don't want anyone to think they have to subscribe to this commercialized version of wellness in order to be the best version of themselves. 100%. Yeah. It's getting quiet. And what do you need to do? And if everyone does that for one second and just listens, they know what it is. They know what that one thing for them is. And okay, so if at 31, I did suddenly hear the knock at the door of wellness that I needed more sleep and I honored it amazing. But that doesn't mean that's who I am the rest of my life. It's a a moment in time. And so we Mm -hmm. really need to give ourselves grace to go through playful periods where play is what's most important. Maybe sleep is what's most important. Maybe nutrition Uh is. Maybe it's eating the butter or the carbs that you were afraid of and experiencing something else. So I want to make sure that people are listening to what they need right now. And I really think that the more you fill your own cup up, the less we have to protect ourselves from other people because we want to just give. And so that's where the world is heading. We've had a lot of alone time. Mm -hmm. And so take that in, nourish yourself and get to where you need to be. And then let's start giving back.
0: Let's start connecting. Let's start growing. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. What great last words to leave us with. And I could go back and forth with you on just all of that for another two hours, but you know we'll have a finance we'll have a health we'll have a yeah <laughs> health and wealth seminar we should do that I mean, oh my yes. gosh. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. It was a joy. Um, I'll get that info from you. Uh I know people are going to send messages about who's the face reader. We want to know. So um, we'll drop a link in the, if it's available, we'll drop a link in the show notes and how you can find Cassie and all of that good juice for you to find Cassie and what she's up to. So thank you so much. And we'll chat soon. Sounds
1: good. Thanks so much,
0: Des. Love you. Love you. Okay. I'll talk soon. If you like this episode, share it with someone else who you think would love it too. And if you want to explore the topics we discuss even further, head over to benshen.co to check out our current courses, workshops, and upcoming events. And I'll be back next time to discuss more things that I'm so honestly into on Benshen Talks Shit.